0: On the range. On the range podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. As always, I am Mark Kelly, and joining with me is my co host and friend, Rick Hogg from Warhog Tactical. How's it going, buddy?
0: Man, it's going great, Mark. It's always going great. Why? Because I'm super excited about today's episode, right? We're going to get into some new products out there that's going to be an absolute game changer that, oh, by the way, is going to break the back of Big Pharma, but I want to thank you, the (laughs) viewer-listener out there. Uh, Come on, man. That's what it's going to do, right? But I want to thank you, the viewer-listener out there, for giving us your most precious commodity, your time to tune in. Greatly appreciated. Guys, just do me a, a huge favor. A couple more seconds. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating review. Since you're out there surfing the interwebs anyway, swing by Warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Sign up for those newsletters. Trust me, we will not inundate you with a bunch of stuff. Uh, Just a way to stay connected because God knows what big tech uh, you'll get zucked like the Warhog tactical page and you'll be deactivated. So it's a way to to stay truly connected. If you really even want to get more connected, you can check out our patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast crew. Uh, seven-day free trial. You can check it out before you you know even join. Uh, here's the thing. Do your seven-day trial around when we're doing one of our interactive Zoom calls. So we do a bi-monthly Zoom call with our patrons, 100-plus uh, training videos on there, like-minded people looking to make themselves 1% better, just a great overall uh, global group of people because, yeah, we've got people all over the world. So great crew to uh, be a part of. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for uh, today's housekeeping, and uh, I'm super excited for today's guest, buddy.
1: Yeah. Wherever you are, everyone, wherever you are consuming our podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for making us part of your day. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by the Firearms Training Notebook, 1% Better Every Day by Warhawk Tactical Kelly Defense. You can go to the websites. Rick already mentioned them, warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Get yourself an autographed copy, or you can go to Amazon and have it shipped to your... They're pretty good with the shipping and the printing. Been very yeah. impressed with them, so haven't had too many dramas. But anyway, if you do, just get with us on the websites. We'll make it right. So we have a big time guest today, Rick. Why don't you go ahead and bring it on in?
0: Yeah, buddy. So I am super excited to introduce my friend, Aaron Strimp from Kindred Life, uh, fellow Army veteran, just a overall fantastic American, fantastic human. And uh, Aaron's going to talk about uh, kindred life, some new products that they are launching that I'm super proud to be partnered with. Actually the, the war dog CBD we've done before, but we've got the human side going on. So, uh, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. And, uh,
2: thank you for your service. Well, thank you guys. And thank you for your service as well. Yeah, buddy. Um, so just a little background on me. I was a medic for seven years in the army. Um, Started off with the 24th Infantry Division, got to spend a little time in Saudi Arabia and Iraq. And then when I got back, um, there's actually a funny story with this. uh, When I went through flight medic school after the fact, um, there was a poster in the hangar and it had a picture of an infantry guy sitting in the mud and it said, it had the infantry crest above it and said, it sure does suck here. (laughs) <laughs> and then it had a, 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 below that it had a ranger tab, showed a ranger sitting in the mud, and it said the caption said, "I love how much it sucks here." And then <laughs> the next one down was a uh, special forces tab, and the caption was, "I wish it would suck here more."
1: And then the last
2: <laughs> one was an aerial photograph of the ground, and it, says it was aviation crest, and it said. <laughs> Looks like it sucks down there. <laughs> that, that, was, that was how I ended up in the, in the flight medic thing, but did, did a little trip to Honduras and Panama and came mm-hmm. back and wanted to kind of stay in the medical field. But at the time, there was just, uh, it was a really backed up time in the school system in Georgia for PA school or nursing school. And by the time that time frame came along, I had kind of already started on another path. So I went into logistics, um, and went to work for the railroad and did that, uh, until I retired in 2016. Um, that's when I moved out here to Oregon, which is where I grew up and went to high school. Um, and I wanted to get out here. My father's been battling cancer for quite a long Mm -hmm. time. So I wanted to be out here, spend time with him, be close to, you know, to the family. And in the meantime, um, I ended up talking to a guy locally that was doing his own CBD tinctures. And I would just always have had trouble sleeping and, you know, figure that might help me after doing some reading and started taking it. And the guy was like, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to feel with this product. I just want you to take it for two weeks and come back and then you tell me how you feel and we'll talk about it then. And we did. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, one of the things I, I had was, Number one, I was sleeping through the night, which was unheard of for me. I was like a three-hour-a-night guy, maybe, and that was off and on. Um, but was getting a full full night's sleep with it. Um, I just had a better sense of well-being, and I just felt good on it. And so, since it worked for for me, my my brother started taking it. My sisters use it. They had they both had breast cancer, and my dad uses it. And it's, and it's been a, a big help for everybody. And I thought, you know, with the veteran community, especially, it'd be nice to have a product out there um, that can help people. So on a whim, not that's well, not a whim, but I wasn't fully thought out. I, I said, you know, we've got some property that used to be a gladiola farm back when my mother was in elementary school. And this is property has been in the family and we haven't farmed it. So there was a, an opportunity to to have some agricultural land that was gonna be pretty quick to be able to get certified organic since nothing had been planted on it uh, crop wise. So the hemp laws had just changed. So I said, hey, grab the family all together. said, why don't we do a hemp farm? And in my mind, I was like, we'll grab some seeds, we'll throw it out in the field, water, man. And you know, ooh, that was so not thought out. So $1.2 million later, we've got the infrastructure in, And, um, we've got a fantastic looking farm and I, you know, I didn't know anything. I don't have an agricultural background, so I had no clue what we were doing. And, and to get anybody at the time that, that was really well-versed in that, you had to get, you know, hire people that had gotten all their experience on illegal marijuana grows because it's very similar. Um, so man, we, we went in, we bought, you know, first year we bought 28,000 seeds. So we were 30 grand into it before we even did anything else. Um, and we went after it the first year. First year, we got some uh, uh, awards for growing. That was just, it was apparently a big deal. Um, it was the, the Golden Grow Awards. We won some with that. And we were able to get our USDA certified organic um, first year. So that was, put us that separated us from the pack right out of the gates. And our thing was, we have a 15 acre farm, so it wasn't a, a giant farm, but we wanted to have a smaller crop and, and focus on the quality of what we were doing. Um, it, the first year we kind of branded it. Um, it was our kindred hemp company stuff. And we ended up kind of selling a lot of our flour that year. Um, and I didn't really like the the feel of that. It was very, uh, very much like in the, the, the illegal growing marijuana stuff—it just had a funky vibe to it—and I was like, this wasn't the focus of what we're doing. So we kind of refocused. And a lot of people will sell their their CBD flower in like a dispensary, and if that's what you're looking for, then by all means go to the dispensary. But what we wanted to do is make sure we're creating the highest quality medicine. So we use—we don't just use the biomass that's left over from after the flower; we use the whole plant. To extract and get our oil from, and in my opinion, the, the CBD oil that we put out is is way better than anything else I've seen, and it, it's we could we could make it taste better, um, maybe if we did more processing. But you know what you have to remember is when you take the CBD, you know that earthy hempy taste that you're getting—that's all the stuff that's working in your body. So the more we kind of take out the taste of it, it just dilutes the product a little bit. So we'd rather just keep it as, as robust as we can and, you know, simplified ingredients. And what you get is the, is the straight stuff, man. It's, it's, it's solid. Um, So I'll put it up against anything, but we ended up um, doing that. And then we just kind of couldn't break out of that because of the way we started our social media and, in our marketing we couldn't kind of break out of that marijuana industry um and i was like man this would be such a benefit for people but it it just seemed you know when you go to our website and there used to be there would be flour on there and and it just it looked like a marijuana site and that's not what we were going for at all so when the opportunity came to rebrand um would and you know, I think we started off with our, our war dog and that, and that was a, a pet tincture. It's got a little bit different base to it than the human stuff. And man, it, it's, it's really, it, it really works. And uh, we did a spray top with that. So you could meter the doses it's, rather than trying, you know, get the animal in a headlock or full Nelson, <laughs> get it in there with a dropper, just easier to do the spray. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been going well. We've had, we had a lot of success with that, and I think we'll continue to do with it well with that. But I definitely wanted to get back into the human side. It was just about kind of doing it in the steps that we didn't get too far ahead of ourselves. And you know, based on my medic background and and Rick's branding with Warhog, you know, we came up with uh, Doc and Hogs, and uh, now we've got a human version of our CBD, which uses a a full spectrum oil, and I'll talk about that more in depth. Um, in a second, and then in the, and we've got a muscle rub, that's, uh, called our recovery rub and that's got Arnica in it. And it's got some menthol, it's got eucalyptus, it's got all the things you need in it. And it, and that's, man, it really helps a lot. I've got, I've got problems with my neck and, uh, for a while I have, I've got what's called, uh, occipital paralgia, And it was uh, a headache, man. I never used to get headaches in my life. And. So this year I started getting these crazy headaches that would just wipe me out for the day. And finally got to a point where, you know, a doctor did nerve blocks in the base of my skull and that helped. But now when it starts up, I use this recovery rub and man it stops it before it ever gets beyond that, you know, first little bit of pain Um, really made a big difference for me. My dad has been using the same product for, you know, for his joints, um, he's in a lot of pain with his cancer, and he finds a lot of value in it. So I, I think that one is kind of going to be the the sleeper that's going to do really well. That People are really going to like it. Um, let's see. Uh, the cannabinoids in it. A lot of people don't get, you know, what's in these things and what's not in them. We, like I said, we use a full-spectrum oil we're going to be releasing a product in the next month that we're going to use what's called an isolate which takes out any trace amounts of, of thc out of it so it'll be a thc free version and we're going to call it our blue line blend and and that way you know some of the benefits that people are getting from these products but are under pretty strict controls on drug tests they are able to take it and not come up hot on a drug test so i don't think you would come up hot on a drug test anyway the, the the threshold of of THC in our products with the full spectrum oil is 0.3 percent is the cutoff line. So if you're at 0.3 percent THC in it, but ours comes in even lower than that. I think ours was like 0.23 or something like that. Um, but that so, so it's a low threshold. But the but the doing the isolate takes it completely out altogether. There won't be anything in there. Um, when it comes down to uh, how that reacts with your body and what we can focus on with it is your endocannabinoid system in your body. That, that's where the CBD and the CBG and the THC, that's where it all interacts with your body um, and it regulates processes. So pain perception is one of them, mood and emotions, appetite, metabolism, sleep and immune function. So all those react to, to the CBD products that you take, a lot of people don't understand like those specific things. So we're just taking out the THC, but the rest of this stuff is in there that helps with your mood, helps with, you know, regulating sleep. Um, A lot of people have very great success with it for pain management. Um, So there's, there's some really, you know, and we can, we've got some studies linked on our website for it. Uh, Can provide any more, you know. But if you just, if you were able to just look that up, and then you can kind of go from there. It's just like pulling a thread. There'll be a ton of studies out there, and I think the studies kind of get downplayed a little bit because of the pharmaceutical industry does not want this product out there. There's little regulations that keep coming up every year, and they push for that to, you know. And and to me, it's. Regardless of what your political beliefs are, it's kind of reminds me of, of Trump, you know, Trump, the establishment can't stand it, you know, so that's why, you know, he's going to be the one that shakes things up, in my opinion. So the same thing with, um, gosh, I totally just lost my train of thought all of a sudden. You
1: know, before before you move past that, Aaron, I, I do have a question about that. What type of regulation since you started? Have you seen, because I was always curious about that. Once something starts to make money, the first thing that, you know, the state slash government wants to do is first they want to tax it, you know, aside from the just normal sales tax. And then on top of that, they want to regulate it for that sole purpose. What what kind of uh, things have you seen that's sprouted up just in the time that you've been doing it?
2: They're, they're very restrictive in the licensing now. So if mm. you want to grow, if you wanted to apply for a hemp, license right now you can't you either have one and it gets renewed or you don't have one at all they weren't taking any more applicants and they just make it very restrictive even more so the first year. They limit um, so 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 basically. We're not growing. Uh, like industrial hemp, this is this is marijuana that has been genetically modified to remove the THC so. They, they they can restrict that. So the point zero three or 03 percent of it was, was is the threshold you're looking for. Anything above that is considered marijuana. Below that, you're, you've got hemp. Um, they they change some of the laws around to where if you get your testing done like mid year in the crop, you're going to come up hot because of the they they undercut some of the, the thresholds. So that means that the next year, um, all the seed manufacturers had to re- redo their seeds to, to be at a lower threshold to meet the new demand. So they're kind of tweaking it a little bit just to keep everybody on their toes, just to keep you investing money. When we started, the seeds were about a, a dollar a piece. And for 15 acres, we did 30,000 seeds. Um, now with the new regulations and the new genetics that had to go into it, seeds are $2 a piece. So it's 60 grand before you even get out of the gates.
1: Holy crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention all the, you know, other expenses that go into field prep and getting everything ready Mm -hmm. to go. Um, but yeah, they, they, it's not, it's one of those things that they say they like here, but you know, they, they try to kind of keep their thumb on it a little bit and, uh, push it in, in directions that the market wouldn't naturally go. Hmm. Um, but,
0: but Aaron, you, you brought up, a, you brought up a great point, right? So as far as the big pharma, and, and that's one of my big things I push, right? I'm, I'm not a fan of big pharma. I can't stand big pharma because I think in big pharma's mind, they'd rather see you sick and be a customer than actually do something. And then sidebar, I've never seen a pill or anything coming out of big pharma that's certified organic, right? So let's just think about it from a health perspective. If I've got the the ability to buy something organic in the grocery store or to sit there and buy something that's manufactured, yeah, you're going to get the organic. It's going to cost you more, but it, that's just taking care of yourself, right? So I just ask the viewers, listeners out there before you sit there and roll your eyes, you know, as far as the CBD or whatever your, um, your personal thoughts are on that. How many meds are certified organic? Ask yourself that one. I don't know of one, right? And again, CBD, why do they keep, I think, you know, want to push it down? Because I've been a super fan proponent of CBD for a very long time. But it's like you get all these restrictions and pushback. I just think that, you know, it's the old cahoots with big pharma trying to go, hey, let's keep, uh, keep pushing our stuff. You know, look at the VA. The VA will sit there and push you pills all day long. How about you try some CBD? Why do not they ever do that? Right? I, I mean, it's it's just it's mind-boggling the the stretch that this big big pharma hook has, especially for our veteran population. How many guys would benefit from CBD? I, I think just about every single one. You know, that's my my personal opinion. Uh,
2: I do too. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> the The pharmaceutical industry, I think focuses on treating symptoms. They're not out to treat diseases anymore. There's no money in that. You know, if they can mm-hmm. give you a pill and cure you what you have instead, they give you a pill that, you know, it's going to cause a itchy rash, but it's going to fix this aspect. And then on the, you know, in the pipeline, they've got a, a medicine for the itchy rash that you're getting because <laughs> you're taking something else that causes that symptom. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a, a never ending trail of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And I think when you're putting just something natural in your body, as opposed to whatever chemistry they've got going on that, you know, then they don't always fully disclose what's in those things. You know, it's, 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 it's vaguely labeled to the point where, you know, you got to wonder what you're taking. Mm -hmm. Um, our ingredients, very simple. And and, and like I said, it's, it's the, the, the hempy earthy taste you get is because that's the stuff that's working for you. Now, (laughs) The blue but line Aaron, blend that were that we're, <laughs> no out. I was
0: gonna say I I, I like that hempiness I mean that hempiness lets you know what you're getting right personally that, I mean yeah. to me could it be all sweet and tasty sure man but hey like you said you're getting part of mother nature right there in your body so uh, and I totally cut right. you off
2: about going down the blue line blend but um well the blue line Blend won't be certified organic because the processing to, to mm. remove that THC will leave us to where it's not going to be certified organic still be that'll be the only thing in there that's not is the isolate uh everything else will still be um certified organic in it and you can you know it's just a few ingredients on each one we've got a base and then we've got the oil and whatever botanicals we're using for the the flavor profile in it Um, all right let me see what else um Where's, where that- would you like me to you would you like me to talk the difference about this full spectrum versus the what the it's the least process um yeah. of any of them the full spectrum is, the, is to me is the highest quality you're going to get just because so, so the difference between taking something that's full spectrum versus one that's got isolate in it you're still going to get the effects from the blue line blend it's just not going to be as long acting as a full spectrum oil your body just takes a little more time to metabolize a full spectrum oil which means the the the, the feelings that you're going to get from are going to last a little bit longer um a lot of people are having I've, I've had people try the cbd and they're like i can't tell anything and it comes across if you hear some people talk about it, it's like a snake oil you know mm-hmm. hey it's good for whatever ails you you know takes takes the cbd but what we try to do is focus on some specific things the inflammation is a huge thing that you know, most people have problems with whether it's the food you're consuming and the pesticides that are on it, all kinds of those things, you know, um, cause problem with people. So if you can reduce inflammation just in your system, generally, I think, you know, your, your quality of life goes way up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Aaron, the, what, the broad
0: spectrum, you, go ahead. I, I just wanted to jump in, and ask you one quick question. Um, so a lot of people, when they go down the, the snake, oil type road, all right, what's kind of your personal uh, opinion or uh, expertise as far as, because like, where does somebody start as far as they get the CBD, all right, they got a milliliter dropper in there, do you recommend a full milliliter, do you recommend starting at a half, what's kind of your recommendations when it comes to that?
2: On the droppers, I would start off with like half a dropper, maybe Mm -hmm. a third to a half of a dropper, the the problem Mm -hmm. is it, it, you know, you're supposed to hold it under your tongue. So you put, the, mm-hmm. squeeze the drops under your tongue and you hold it there for two minutes. A lot of people won't hold it there for two minutes. Even if you hold it up to a minute and 30 seconds, you're still about 60% of the absorption on it. So if you hold it for the full two minutes, you're going to get everything out of it. And that's when, right about that two minute mark is when the flavor profile that we've put in it kind of comes forward and you can taste that and swallow the rest of it. If you do that for two weeks, then evaluate how you feel about it. Mm Uh, my brother-in-law was, was, you know, he said he was able to sleep the first night with it. It made a huge difference for him. But, you know, people that haven't, that aren't familiar with CBD to start it off. I would, I would do that for two weeks, evaluate how you feel. And then you can adjust the dosage up to a a full dropper or whatever works for you, Mm -hmm. um, with that. And I think, I think if people would, would take the time and, Hold on, everybody's impatient. You know they want it right now. Hold on for the two minutes, yeah. and 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 give it a shot and and give it a little time to work. And I think you'll see some amazing results with it. Uh, okay. I know I have. I know my family has, mm-hmm. and that was what was the driving force to get us to do this. We we have on this
0: end as well, right? So both me and my wife are on it, one hundred percent. You know, firm believers in the product. Um, yeah, she's she's a little more of the. It's mama, right? So she doesn't – she's not that earthy type like those flavors. She's like, oh. you know, I I don't mind it, right? So that's just – yeah, that's one thing. But like you brought up, man, you're getting a good organic type deal. So why mess with it by trying to add flavors and everything else? You got that natural in there. And you're right. It does take time sitting for that two minutes, although I think mine – I don't know mine just dissolves in there within – I don't think I fully make it to the two minutes myself, but – uh, cause it seems like I'm losing I'm not swallowing it, but it just seems like it just zips away quicker. I don't know. Maybe it's just absorbing it. Right. So, yeah.
1: You know, you know, one thing, Aaron, and I think we kind of touched on this, uh, pre-production that stigma with that blue line blend. I mean, I'm sure you've thought about that. Um, you know, folks who are service oriented, like, like you are brother. Um, they don't want to jeopardize their work and stuff like that and despite how many times they're told the process and and what's going to be the outcome of the product that they're getting at the end user they're still going to be skeptical and there there is going to be a little bit bit of a stigma there when you're presenting this and you're we're doing your market prep and all your research what did you tell them when you were going through that process before you thought about doing the uh, the blue line blend
2: well it's the the isolate makes it like a food grade so uh, kill cliff drinks with CBD in it. You're not going to come up hot on a drug test for taking that or they couldn't sell it, you know, across the United States. Um, just the process for the isolate completely takes out those trace amounts. So you're not getting anything, but the, the oil and like I said, the flavors and whatever base we're using in it, whether it's the olive oil or different oils that we use in that. Um, with the, uh, see the process for the, for that, you know, like I said, it takes away the, the, your organic certification with it, but it's still the least processed of of that as it can be for that, for that product. Um, the, the testing that we're going to do for it is like I said, I'm going to have, uh, some people to use it for 30 days and we'll do a drug test, like a pre-employment drug test before they take it. And then we'll do it again after 30 days of using the product. And, you know, I can require that everybody keeps a log of everything they're doing. And then we'll, we'll go from there. I know that it won't, but I, I do know that there's going to be some time that you've got to, um, it, it might not take off right away. I get that, but it's something that, that needs to be out there. There's guys that I know that, you know, a friend of mine's on, uh, laPD and he's like man I can't wait till I retire uh, I'd love to use your products I could really benefit from them and I said well hey man we're gonna come up with one that's gonna not have it so he's he's I think willing to try it so we'll we'll go from there and I think when we start getting word of mouth with it and like, hey it's okay to use this product and you know right we're big sponsors I would hate to even think that that it would be an opportunity for somebody to mess up their career in law enforcement you know I'm a big supporter so I but I'd like to see them be able to get the benefits because, you know, they're facing a lot of the same things that, you know, the veteran community is, you know, with mm-hmm. the sleep issues and, you know, all the gear they're constantly carrying around and joint pain. And, you know, there's a lot of benefits that that are available right there. And right now what we're doing is, is making a product that uh, keeps their canines, you know, at tip top shape. And handling the inflammation you know and, and and they're like what about us you know we don't have anything to... so uh and, and the flavor profile that we got for that it's going to be cinnamon for the blue lime blend and i got that one of our swat guys here locally i called him up and i said hey uh what what would be a flavor you'd like to see in in, in a cbd he's like i think i'd like cinnamon i'm like well buddy you just answered for everybody because now it's the blue lime blend cinnamon so that's that's oh, nice. the way it's going to come out um yeah. <clears throat> but it, you know, the whole point in, in getting into the farm and doing this huge endeavor was, was to just, you know, make a quality product that's going to be a benefit to somebody. And, and it's more, you know, giving back, you know, I'm not going to make a, I'm not out to, to build a, a CBD empire. I've got a small farm. I put out a high quality product and I care about everything that goes into it. And there's a huge difference out there when you're looking at products whether it's got the USDA logo on it, you know, that took us a, that took us a lot of work to get that. And, you know, a lot of farms will say, Hey, we use organic practices. Um, that's, that's not the same thing at all. Uh, for our pests that we had at, at the farm, we, we don't, there's no pesticides you're putting out on it. We put in, we brought in predatory insects. So, we said hey we've got these aphids and we've got this guy comes in takes a look at what you've got there and then he basically writes you a prescription of bugs, you <laughs> the bugs out there and the bugs handle all the pest control for you wow um, so you know there's not one there's no miracle grow in any of our you know storage of anywhere you know and 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 we, our doors have always been open to, to, you know, anybody that wants to come in and inspect what, you know, what we have going on. And we invited the police out, uh, county commissioners and some local politicians to come out and take a look because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And once they saw that, they, they're like, oh, you know, this guy's, this farm should be the example of how things are done out here. And a lot of problems, you know, the the when the, when the hemp went through the farm bill, a lot of farms, Gra- gravitated towards that, so the medical grows and the and the and the recreational marijuana grows kind of fluctuated a little bit. Um, a lot of people jumped to that, but the but the black market uh, THC marijuana didn't drop off at all with that. So what they surmised was that um, people are using hemp grows as a cover to grow marijuana. So what we did is. You know, the, they, they started training the sheriffs how to test for it. So we said, hey, come on out to our farm anytime you want, and I'll help you show show you guys how to test and whatever I can do to assist you and make you more informed. So they would do that all the time. I'd get calls at weird hours. They'd be like, hey, we got a question about, you know, this or that. Does that sound right to you? And I would, I'd, you know, answer them and, and kind of educate them on what they're looking for with that. Um so we've had, we've had a, a, you know, an open door policy with that. And, and our farm really, you know, stands above the, the funny thing we, we have. A, you know, it's very restrictive on the water, you know, uh, marijuana and hemp goes through a lot of water, about a gallon per plant per day. So we get, we get our irrigation cycle once every 10 days. So we had to have enough uh, water storage to, to accommodate that, which is a big deal. So if you put in through the planning and you say, Hey, I need to build a reservoir to hold water, then you're dealing with evaporation. If, if I build a 200,000 gallon holding pond and groundwater seeps into it and fills half of it, I can't touch any of that water. It's got to come from the irrigation. You can't mix the sources. So we would, you would have to, you'd have a hundred thousand, you just paid for a $200,000 thing to be built. Now it's, 100,000 100, gallons is what you're holding um, and they meter it coming in and out. So to get around that, um, I found a guy down in northern California that would buy military products and resource them for, you know, fire usage. But he had a, an old military fuel bladder that was brand new that's 75 feet square. And when it's full, it's six feet tall and it holds 210,000 gallons of water. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, so we triple filter the water going in, and then that gives us the holding power to, and we're not losing any to evaporation, and that would, mm. would, would solve our water issues. But it was funny, my dad was uh, super concerned, you know, because it's out by the road, and people would always stop in and say, what's that, and talk to him about it. And and he said, "You know, I'm concerned, Aaron, that where we've placed this, you know, water bladder. He's like, I'm afraid the kids will drive by and shoot. I bow oh, <laughs> and I was like, is is that a thing? Are kids running around and <laughs> shooting bow and arrows out of the car? And I'm like, I don't, I don't. But it, it was, it's a pretty cool deal. It's it's not pressurized, you know. So if I were to go up and stab it with something, it would just the water would just be there. It's not like it would geyser out mm-hmm. like a water. Balloon. Yeah. But uh, that gives us the holding power for it, and 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 you know made made things a lot easier. So we really took a lot of care into how we were building the infrastructure with this. It was a blank slate when we when we started, and we you know we kind of had a vision for what we wanted it to do, and and took the time to do it right. And a lot of these grows and farms out here, it, you go out there, it looks like Beirut. There's people in the tents sleeping on the ground. There's, they don't take out their trash, uh, you know. They, they're just not good stewards of of you know the land right now and and man we didn't want to be you know anywhere near that so what we did is we made a very organized very clean farm you know try and have the right priorities you know um we weren't just there to make a quick buck and whatever happened happened with the land you know this is an ongoing process and we wanted to have the best farm um, in the valley and i'd like to think that we've got the best one in oregon might not be the biggest but Quality is what it's all about. Absolutely and, it is. You know, um, yep. and, and the whole point was so that we could put out the highest quality product, you know, that you can get. And, and I stand behind that hundred percent and we put our blood, sweat and tears into it. And, you know, somebody that had no agricultural background whatsoever, you know, it was a pretty steep learning curve, but yeah. I stuck with it. And, you know, I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, Rick wants me to talk about CBD on the, on the podcast and I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, what am I gonna <laughs> say? And she's like, what do you mean? You don't know anything. You started this from the ground up. Yeah. You know? and, and once you start talking about it, you know, it comes in. My problem is trying to take notes and stay on track with mm-hmm. one thing because it all just wants to, ah, you know, get out sure. <laughs> one, one sentence. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of how we started it and why we started it and you know, where it's going. Um, we've got a few more products, you know, that are, Kind of in the mix that I'd like to see come out at some point, but the the product mix that we have right now is super solid. You know, this this recovery rub, you're going to see a, an immediate difference in it. You know, the the CBD. I don't think there's anything out there that I've seen that comes in this the you know 1,500 milligrams of mm-hmm. of medicine in it. Um, you know, at, at our price point and and quality, there's just no way. There's no way they're doing it that way. You know,
0: because. I think, I think the average Aaron, isn't it about a thousand
2: thousand? I've seen some for 600. Um, oh, my yeah. mother-in-law bought one, bought one that had 300 milligrams in it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Wait. you know, when that comes from, you know, Amazon or somewhere, and it's just not the same, you know, you're not talking, you're not, it's apples and oranges, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. you're, the products that go in there, you know, if it's coming from a big company, my thought immediately is, you know, they're yeah. going to maximize their profitability out of sure. it. And, you know, if they can put in a filler or something that's just going to take up space to make more money, then that's the route they're okay. going to go. And we wanted to put out a potent CBD product with, with a minimal amount of processing and a minimal amount of ingredients. Yeah. And that's what we've done. So everything we we get is grown locally. Um, you know, we're not sourcing anything from overseas. It's American made, American grown. And, you know, we, we take very Go to great pains to make sure that we're putting out a high quality product. Yeah, but you know, I think I think uh I think anybody that tries it will will attest to that. No,
0: it, yeah. I mean you're one hundred percent on the money, right? So it was funny. I think we we're talking uh pre-production. It was I had mama sitting there hitting me with the rub this morning. I'm like, I woke up, I was like, Oh, I said my lower back <laughs> is killing me. I was like, and I you know, the thing with the lower back and my flexibility and everything else, I really can't get the you know, you don't have that angle and you're like mama hooked me up, you know, she's out there, bam, you know, it was like, all right, Hey, hit it on there. And, and, and you get that relief from it. And that's the thing that I think, um, cause between my back and neck, those are my two big prop areas. Right. And so the neck, yeah, I can, I can do that myself fairly easy. It's nice. You know, you got the roll on stick, you know, it's super easy to work on there. That's easy there, but man, trying to get those elbow flexibility and shoulder flexibility back there. Yeah, it's not quite happening. So maybe I'll sit there, maybe I'll sit there and rub, put some rub on my shoulders and elbows might work on my flexibility. But, uh, <laughs> my, my question, my question to you is what made you come up with the rub? Cause there's not a whole bunch of, um, recovery cooling rubs out there in the market that I know of from the, you know, CBD based, if any, I don't know if there's, there's any even out there.
2: Uh, I'm a, I'm a big guy and I don't, Buy small things, but all of the salves that are out there are in these little tins that are about that big around. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, if I put one of my big Fred Flintstone fingers in one of those things, I'm going to scoop out the whole thing and rub it on. But, you know, it's not going to last me long. So I I was like, we got to come up with a product that's going to have a little more quantity in it, you know, easily to dispense. I don't like my fingers getting all greasy and stuff with it. Yeah. mm -hmm you know, that was, that kind of fit the bill, you know, and and we max it out at at 2000 milligrams. Yep. And the, the Arnica in it, um, is fantastic for inflammation as well. Um, I've had quite a few surgeries in my, in my background. I had to have three, uh, shoulder reconstruction surgeries and I read about Arnica and the second surgery I had, I had so much trouble with the first one that, I went and I found this Arnica at Whole Foods and I took it and my doctor was like, man, your recovery is going so well because the inflammation is, has been reduced so much. He's like, I don't know what's different. And I'm like, I'll tell you what's different. Take an Arnica with it, you know, every day with it. And he was like, he's to the point where he was going to put it in his like post-op protocols to, to use that. He mm-hmm. thought it was very impressive. Um, so when that works with the cbd and you're really going you know, to reduce some inflammation in there i mean it, it and and it you know it's got a menthol feel to it, mm-hmm. it you know you you definitely can tell it's on there like when, when my wife put it on my neck the first time i was like oh you know i can, i, I really feel that right now oh yeah You know, it was then and, and and then pretty soon I'm, I'm not getting these headaches i'm not having the problems you know and i don't i don't think it's a cure-all for everything you know i don't you know, I don't whip out my CBD oil if you get a blister or, you know, any kind of crazy (laughs) stuff, you know, it's just gunshot. uh, Right. You know, and and that's what you get out there. You know, some of that misinformation is, you know, Hey, it works for everything. And I, and I don't like to say that, but if you're looking for something that's going to maybe, you know, help some of your inflammatory issues, man, that's a, it's a, that's a good starting point. And uh, like I said, we've got a couple new, a couple more products that we've kind of, got in the think tank that, that we're going to do and, and we'll keep evolving and, and, uh, going forward with it. Um, we were really pleased yeah. with it. I,
1: I think it's great, buddy. And I, I tell you what, I don't think it's going to take long for that uh, blue line blend to catch on when people, you know, immediately realize that, Hey, this is safe to use. It's, it's smart to use it. The benefits are there, especially with the sleep and those aches and pains from stress and all those kind of just those instant relief type things. I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens, buddy. Really Me too. To really, yeah.
2: really excited, and I'm really, really grateful that you know, uh, Rick and I connected on that, and and I, I like our branding on it. I, I think it's you know, it's solid. Um, yeah. And there's there's no there's no fluff. You know, it's all about. We're down to business with it. I mean, you're getting the the you know, you're not getting a watered down product. You're getting a you know, high quality. It's coming from a, a little farm in Grants Pass, Oregon. Yeah, but right here's- in the middle of the. <laughs> But here's here's the other thing, Aaron, right?
0: And this is the key part that you've left out. And and you I know why you left it out because you're a humble type dude. The other part with your whole mission statement that you're doing with the products is you're giving back. Right. And that's the part that people don't understand. And and I'll I'll say it and I'll I'll spout it, right? Um, so when we originally talked as far as the war dog, you know, K nine C B D, your first thing is we want to give back. And of course, it was a no-brainer. Hey, we're going to do, go back to the In Honor Duca project, right? And and your passion and wanting to make that right, right? That that's the part that that I need to advocate for you to the viewer listener out there is your passion behind the product. So when we came out, all the the attention to detail that went into that war dog pet tincture to start was absolutely incredible. And then your part of wanting to give back, right? And and that's the key part that people need to understand. So across all of all of your lines, right, all of your products, you're giving back. Um, And I just I need to advocate that for you, because I think it's important for the consumer to understand as well that, hey, you're giving back to a nonprofit. So, yes, you're purchasing a product from you. But, man, in turn, you're giving back to other organizations. And that's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, from me to you, thank you, brother, on that one
2: absolutely man happy to do it you know i've been very blessed in my life um, with the opportunities that i've had and i'm in a good spot and and you know it's time between between this and and hellgate and some other ventures we have going on it's it's all about you know giving back at this point you know i've i've had a lot i've been given a lot and you know now it's time to to kind of pass that torch along and super happy to be you know supporting uh scott's wish and you know we've got plans for these the new products mm-hmm. and, and so of every product we have five dollars per bottle is, is going straight to a charity at the end of
1: the wow day. yeah um and,
2: and happy to do it you know that's it's i think i think if you want to make things better then you you gotta you gotta give a little
0: Abs- you know? absolutely and,
2: and I think that's kind of a, a lost art anymore and people are what's in it for me and how can mm-hmm. I maximize profits? And yeah, there's a lot of things we could do to make a higher margin on, on this product, but that's wasn't the name of the game of why we got into it. You know, yeah. it was about, Hey, this product is, is, is helping my family. It's helping me. And I'd like to create something that helps people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and along the way, if we can, we can give back and, and be charitable, then I, I think that's, you know, absolutely the way we should be. And more businesses should be like that.
0: Well, it, it, the world it would be a better place. 100% it is. So I'm going to advocate a little more, right? So yes, you give back, um, you know, to Scott's wish and stuff like that, but you guys also donated, I think it was 150 bottles to the military working dog team support association to send the dogs deployed overseas and around the world. Right. So, this is my point, guys, to you know, just so you're not going, hey, who is Kindred Life? Who's Aaron? What's this all this stuff about? You have not batted an eye once when I've said, hey, man, can you send some stuff here? Hey, can you do this? It's always been, how much, right? How many you need? What are we doing? And to me, brother, you know, I can't thank you enough for that one. And trust me, those guys greatly appreciate it. Um love loved helping out with that. Yeah, buddy. But but I'm gonna open up another segue because you opened this one up. Old Hellgate Tactical. You kind of cracked the door on that one. Why don't you, uh, yes, you tell the viewers, listeners a little bit about a little bit about that?
2: Okay. Well, another aspect of the farm when we started this was um there's a county gun range here and it looks exactly the same as it did when I learned to shoot it. like six years old. It can't change anything. There's so much lead out there that they can't, you know, they'd have to do mm-hmm. so much lead remediation before they could do any kind of new construction. And it's just recently, um, gone to a private range and that's where the law enforcement range is. So originally I was like, you know, we're going to come up with a range, um, ourselves and, and, you know, kind of have a more law enforcement based. And that we got some property and started the zoning process. And, you know, we were going to have a, a big on site facility with classrooms and dog runs and, you know, multiple length ranges. Well, when COVID hit, everything kind of, all the investors, you know, got scared and backed out. So it kind of just went dormant. Um, but, you know, through this whole COVID thing and the crazy riots and, there's just been this huge undertaking to defund the police departments. And, you know, I'm a big supporter of law enforcement. And I I just, I said, you know, I think there might be space for Hellgate Tactical to continue. And we just need to kind of rework things and change the mission on it and and focus in another direction. So that's what we did. We reinvented it. Our We're now a 501c3, and what we do is provide tools and resources for underfunded law enforcement and first responders. Um, One of the things we just did recently is uh, we got a hold of a house that was scheduled for demolition, and I went out, had some insurance waivers done. Uh, Our local SWAT team here uh, was not certified to do or is not certified to do explosive breaching. Uh, So we reached out to the neighboring county who was and said, hey, we've got an opportunity to to do some training here if you guys want to partake. And so they came over and got with our SWAT team and they did a whole day of explosive breaching at this house. Um, Worked out really well. There were some administrators and the chief of police was out there. And and after what he had seen, he said, you know what, we're going to implement an explosive breaching program um, locally. And, and, you know, that's fantastic. Those guys were all fired up about it. And, and, you know, you, we were able to, to help make some changes. And we did that so far without any funding yet. So, you know, those are just little things we can do. So we've got literature up at the planning department. Uh, we're going to get that out a little more widespread. But if somebody's going to demolish a business or a home or, you know, a structure, um, we can, we can facilitate getting your local law enforcement and fire department in to do some training the, in some environments that, you know, they can't replicate mm-hmm. uh, local fire department. They have, you know, their training setups, but for them to be able to fill a house up with smoke and do mm-hmm. searches in it, you know, that's big, especially because it's a different floor plan. Um, I, I went through a, a shooting range once that was set up like a, uh, these different interior things. Uh, One of them was a hotel lobby. So I remember going in there and there's targets and I'm supposed to shoot, but it seemed wrong to shoot in the house, you know? So they had to be like, are you going to go? And I'm like, go ahead and shoot. And, you know, same thing with these guys that the fire department came in that we let them go in with two inch lines and start hosing down the whole house. (laughs) first they were like, this this is okay, right? And I'm like, "Yeah, you good to go, man? (laughs) Let her rip. Um,
1: Oh yeah, that's great.
2: But there's yeah. guys that were they had a fire academy class that was graduating. And, and, you know, the, really oh, man. the the most opportune time that they're going to have right. to learn how to vent a roof is usually when there's a fire underneath them. So the fact yep. that they were able to come out, we used all the doors, walls, you know, for the SWAT team. And the next three days after that, fire department came out, climbed up. They were able to vent the ceiling with their saws and the roof and nice. work the hoses and, and and do all the things that they needed to do and then today the guy's out there bulldozing the place and you know it's not going to skip a beat you know Mm -hmm. so what we can do for other people and we're working with to see if there's a way to do uh like a tax exemption since we're a 501c3 but right now we haven't got any of that ironed out but a lot of people probably don't know that they can provide just through what they're going to naturally do anyway we'll take care of the waivers the insurance liability you won't have any you know exposure you know for, for the owner and you know we can we can give law enforcement and the fire department a, a great opportunity to, to get out and train um, this the city and the county right now are looking to find a piece of property that's suitable and they're going to donate uh, they want to donate that to, to Hellgate and when they do that we're going to um, put in you know some Hesco ranges, uh, and, and fence it in. And, and then that's just going to be for the law enforcement with this new county range that they have, that they've made it privatized. Um, they took the spot that the law enforcement uses and kind of restricted access to it. They made it a, a pay to play thing to where anybody can use that range. So mm. now law enforcement has got to stand in line and, yeah. and you know how that goes. If, if, if you have a weapon that goes down, maybe you need to get out and test fire it before you can put it back in service. Uh, what we're going to do is make sure that they have a 24 access to their own private range nice. uh, and able to do their training. And, and that's, know and again, that's a, a given back, you know, and, and you can lobby your administrators and politicians all day long about changing these policies to support law enforcement. But, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand out and hold a, a protest sign. I'm going to do something about it. And, and, you know, That's that, you know, Uh, for instance, right now, a big fundraiser for us is that they they were supposed to get uh, night vision for the SWAT team here. And and that that budget part of that got uh, reallocated to go somewhere else. So that's our first fundraiser. We're we're raising money for and we're going to buy it, you know, and if that makes administrators and policymakers, you know, a little nervous or makes them look bad in a bad light, then you know what? Get on top of your game you know, mm-hmm. and, and and do what you're supposed to you, you do what you're there for. And and for me, it's a no brainer. I mean, if you if you're faced with those kind of budgetary restrictions, the easiest low hanging fruit that you're going to make is your training budget. You know, you're not going to take police cars off the road. You know, you're not going to stop responding to calls. So where are you going to make that change in, you know, yep. it's your training budget. It's going to first thing that suffers and they want to get rid of defund the police because they're not happy with the quality of training they're getting. So, you know, I don't think you're going to get what you want by cutting it more, you know? So what we're going to do is, man, if you've got, if you've got some officers that need training, then, then, and if it, whether it's training that comes to them or, or they go to the training, Hey, call us up and we'll we'll fundraise for it, you know, and get it done. Um, same thing with the, with the fire department, they're going to, you know, there, I said, you guys need if there's equipment that you're not getting, if there's training that you're not receiving, let me know and we'll fundraise for it because, you know, I think I think we need you know, the community as a whole needs to step up, you know, those more training, um, you know, the explosive breaching that they were able to do. And now they're going to implement that program. That's big for our community, you know, and that's another tool in the box for these law enforcement officers that are out there you know, it makes us safer as a community. It makes them, you know, better prepared to get home safely at the end of their shift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, you're going down that path. Why wouldn't you do it? You know, Um, again, you know, giving back is, is huge. And, and I, I think it's not that hard, you know, it's not that hard to just go out and do it yourself, you know, and and that just, you know, it's, it's baby steps. And I think this is going to grow into something pretty big and, and, we're really excited about it, but we've gotten a lot of good feedback. We've made a lot of good connections and, you know, we're just going to build on that and, and keep moving forward. And, um, you know, if, if people get their sanity back and stop these defunding efforts, well, you know, we'll still be available with tools and resources to, to help out, you know, where we can, because there are going to be, I mean, the reality is in, in every municipality, there's going to be budget shortages, no matter what, without the defunding efforts. So there may not mm-hmm. be money to send somebody to a specific school to learn a task and come back and bring it to the rest of the team. So, you know, that's a place where we can have an immediate impact, you know, right away. And, and you know, that's what we're doing. And, and it, it's gotten it's gotten the attention of some local politicians that are like, hey, this, this isn't going to go away and, you know, they're kind of feeling a little bit of the heat. And that's a good thing, man. I think if you can make them feel the heat a little bit and maybe rethink some of these policy changes that they're going, um, I think that, that serves us well as a community.
0: So I, I got to ask, Aaron, is Oregon one of the states that's considering hiring non-citizens as law enforcement officers? Uh,
2: I haven't heard that, but it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. You, you're southern...
0: Your Southern neighbors are talking about it. So that's why I'm no, asking. I, I know you guys kind of catch some of that up there. So uh, mind boggling that we're going to have non-citizens arresting
2: American citizens for violating laws. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I, I think in a, in, in a lot of aspects uh, these days, we're witnessing the death of common sense on, on a, on a daily basis. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, you know, it, yeah. This we're we're definitely in a in a in a blue state out here in Oregon for sure. Yeah. Well, well,
0: it hasn't executed yet to my knowledge, but it's just the fact of why would you even mention that, right? And I know you guys kind of catch a lot of flack from uh your southern neighbors, so I was just curious if you'd heard anything. So, yeah,
2: just yeah. nothing, nothing yet. But I but All I've right. been watching. You know, Southern well, well, Oregon yeah. is. is- pretty conservative. So, yeah, you know, it is, but, but the policies and laws are dictated by a few uh, urban areas, you know, Portland, Eugene, and some mm-hmm. of these things that are pretty strong that they end up carrying the elections, you know, but uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to take that and lay down quietly. We're going to, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And that's, you know, through all of those kind of things, you know, um, Hellgate evolved because of that. So, you know, yeah. it's hard to fault, you know, everything. And we're going to, You know, if the legislators aren't going to fix it, then, you know, we'll use private donations and corporate donations to affect the change ourselves without having to wait on a ballot or anything else to, you know, protest or whatever you want to do. We're going to -hmm. just go out and do it.
1: Yeah. Well, brother, your passion for giving back is going to serve your company and your business well so that you can continue to give back. I think it's awesome. Um, Great on you for the Uh, first responders reaching back out to them and and all the stuff you're doing for the military. So awesome, awesome story and great products. Can't wait to see what happens next. And if anything else new happens when the release of the blue line, you need to come back um, so we can launch it on the, on the range podcast.
2: Absolutely. I'll make myself available anytime (laughs) you guys need it. No problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure there's some stuff that I skipped over or, you know, my wife made me a bunch of notes today to, to keep <laughs> up with it and again, no, I it, just get rambling and, per- and, Oh man. No. Perfect. buddy. I mean, it, it's just about
0: educating the viewer listener yep. out there on the benefits of, right? How some things are done and just really that last thought, you know, before we shut off the show is, Hey man, if you're getting stuff from big pharma, look for that certif- certified organic, you won't find it but <laughs> That's hey, right. can, at
2: kindred life, Absolutely. kindred life it's all over it. So yeah. yeah. And don't, don't fall for the organic practices or, you know, organically grown, you know, yeah. you're either, you're either USDA certified organic or you're not. Yeah. It. There it is.
0: Bam. There bro. it
1: is. All right, brother. Well, don't go anywhere, Aaron. We're going to close out and we'll be right back with you. All right, pal. Thanks okay. again. And thank you for your service, brother. Appreciate uh, it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Buddy. All right, man. All right,
1: dude, man. What a great, what a great guest.
0: Yeah. Out and, there and killing it. Dude, just educating the people out there. Right. So I just hope my biggest takeaway is, Hey, the viewer listener out there swing by, uh, kindred life.com, you know, check out the stuff he's yep. doing. Fantastic products. Right. I, I, am using this stuff myself. I'm not under the, uh, restraints, constrictions, you know? Um, so everything's good to go, but definitely check that stuff out, you know, gives back and just has great products. So, yeah, buddy.
1: Yeah, he's got that isolate product coming out. Blue Line mm-hmm. Blend is coming going to be out there soon, so uh, it's going to yeah. have great great benefits for first responders looking forward to that. So, anyway, uh, again, guys, girls, make sure you go to warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Rick and I have law enforcement only training coming up on the 21st and 23rd of September, two separate days, 8-hour mm-hmm. one day patrol rifle training. So if you can't make the one, try to make the other. Uh, get with your agencies and attend. All you got to do is go to the, the websites to inquire about that. There's only a few spots left. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the crew. Become a member of the crew. You can try it for free for a whole week. Like Rick says, we're going to start. Maybe we start putting out on the newsletters when those Zoom calls are going to be and the group calls so you guys can plan accordingly. But go ahead. If you, if you did it already and you want to try it again, Send us a note. We'll let it try. We'll let you try it again. Uh, we'll take care yeah. of that. But the crew, exclusive access to all of our training catalogs that aren't for products and other companies, just our stuff. The new stuff, you can't get it anywhere else unless you're a crew yeah. member. And again, don't forget the firearms training notebook 1% better every day. Um, go get yourself a copy at Amazon. Go get yourself a copy yeah, or get an autographed copy by Rick at Warhol.com. Hey, that's it. He loves to do that.
0: <laughs> that's it. Don't, don't forget September 30th on that, uh, that oh, Saturday we've got our, that's right. open, our enrollment. Tats, open enrollment, open enrollment, Warhawk tactical Kelly defense collab back in Ohio. So yeah. Yep. One day pistol. So yeah, those of you that have yep, been those go quick, with, man. Yeah. When you're coming back to Ohio, there you go. You got yeah. the word. So go that's to right. Defense.com and sign up.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Let's do it again real soon, bow.
0: Absolutely, buddy.
1: All right, buddy. See you, Rick.
0: See ya.